We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land in which this podcast is recorded and produced, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, whose sovereignty was never ceded and this area's original name was Nam. We pay respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Damn! We're in a tight spot. Welcome to Music Town. My service you? Great Scott! It will never be enough! I only want to hear Yaya Ding Dong! Ah, oh, as if! Dignity. Always dignity. You're listening to You Watched What? I'm Kate. And I'm Amy. And this week, this year, we watched Olivia Wilde's Booksmart. How are you, Amy? I'm really well. How are you, Kate? I'm really good. I'm That's great. Good. It's good to hear. Happy New yeah. Year and Happy New Year happy to all New our year. listeners. Yeah, we've had a nice little sort of uh, end of year break. We, you know, had the holidays, had Christmas with the family, actually mm. saw each other, which yes. was very nice. Before Got the world ex- out. exploded again. Look, it's given me the opportunity to stay at home and watch a lot of movies. Yeah. So I feel very grateful and lucky that I have had I haven't had to work and mm. then I've been able to stay home and be safe and watch lots and lots of movies. Well, you haven't had to work because you've got something exciting that's happened. Yes, I've, I'm changing jobs. I am Woo! currently literally between jobs, which has been uh, – I'm good at it. I went and got my nails done yesterday because I felt like I need to yeah. uh, do the last bit of this feeling is like, like I'm this a is like your, trophy wife. You know what this is like? This is like your maternity leave before you have yes. your first baby where yeah, you've got it is. no responsibilities <laughs> and you yeah. get to just kind of be like, oh, this is a bit nice, not yeah. having to – to do anything? I've never, I, I haven't been unemployed, well, since high school. So, I mean, it, it, it doesn't really count. But even when I didn't have full-time work, I always had a part-time job. Mm. I've always gone straight from job to job. Yeah. I have never had a break. I know, it has so you had a good month or so, so off, good. You? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm in week four. I start a new job next week. It's very exciting. Very yes. happy about it. It's great. Great news. Yeah, but yeah. So this week up was my. I'll go and get my nails done, and you know, just oh, they're luxuriate a, a lovely a bit. purple color too. They are. They're really nice. Thank you. What else have you been up to? <laughs> I have been staying home. Mm-hmm. I have been looking after my cat. Mm-hmm. I have been. I have. I have been watching movies. I've been doing Lego, and I've put a lot of. Uh, energy into getting my Animal Crossing village up to scratch. Yes. Lovely, lovely. Like that's it. It's been – Omicron has meant doing a lot less going out and seeing people than I had been hoping for this time, but mm. uh, what can you do? Yeah, exactly. I'm lucky enough that I got my booster in December before things got really – Kicked off, yeah. Quite scary, so – Well, over here in our household, we got down to the beach for a few days, which was really – Nice. Lovely. Um, got to, you know, get a bit of sunshine and stay away from people just in a different location, basically. <laughs> We're basically from Airbnb house to the beach. That was it for us. Um, so that was really, really nice. My children all experienced their first bee stings in the last oh, – within a week of each other. They all 
got stung by bees. So we've got what had happened? a bee. Oh, we've we've had a bee explosion at our house. So I'm actually starting to wonder whether we've got a swarm nearby or there's a hive nearby because we've we've had an explosion this year of bees. So just before Christmas, we had a really big hot spell. And so we mm. gave the girls a slip and slide, which we we're going to give them for Christmas, but it was really hot. And we're like, we've got to give it to them now because it's, they're boiling. So we yep. set the slip and slide up. And then on Christmas Eve, they were using it. And one of my daughters stepped on a bee. But first bee sting that's, that's happened. Oh, no. um, she swelled up a little bit. She's probably the one that if she got stung a few times would probably start having a reaction to, I think, because hers did swell up. And a week later, there was still a bit of swelling there, but oh, no. pretty mm. pretty mild though. The next day at our parents' house, my middle child, so that was my eldest child. So then my middle child got stung by a bee on Christmas Day, literally 10 minutes before we left for the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> and it was Almost funny because it was basically the same. Oh, it was just like it played out exactly the same I've way. I've never been stung by a bee in forty years. My husband's never, I've been, never stung been stung by a bee. You've never been stung, and then all of a sudden, two kids in two days. Then a week later, because on already New we're joking. Year's Eve, yeah, we're already joking. Going, oh, it's going to be your turn next, Briar. Like. They're coming for you, Briar. <laughs> the bees are coming for you. And, and then she took it in good humour. Yes, yeah, she did. But then, boom. New Year's Eve. <laughs> they did. Stung by a bee. Like they came for crazy. And then last oh, two days ago, actually, I was out gardening. And I'm I've got my secateurs. I'm having a little bit of a trim because the weather had cooled. So I was like, okay, I'm out there. We've got these beautiful succulents that are just a ground cover. They cost like a punnet of the cost <gasps> me five dollars like five years ago and it's just everywhere in my front and backyard now like I just kind of rip a bit off and plant it and it's just everywhere this year the weather has just worked for it and we've got they've exploded in yellow flowers you've probably seen them when you came over last week so we've got these beautiful bright bright yellow flowers like hundreds of flowers so I was out the front and I counted maybe a hundred bees on these plants and then the next day I went out the back and I was gardening out the back and I reckon there was probably about 100 bees out the back as well. Easy. So I was trying to be really careful and not kind of going too close and just Try kind not of, to enrage the bees. They already yeah, have it in I your family. I was trimming off dead bits of plants that weren't really near the bees. Then all of a sudden, so I was wearing flares, which I'm wearing today, my flares. Um, and... All of a sudden, I felt something wet on my knee under my pants. And I was like, that's weird. I haven't been watering or anything. (laughs) What's that? And then I pulled my pants, like I grabbed the bottom of my pants and I pulled them up. And there was a bee that had crawled from the the inside of my pants on the fabric, crawled all the way up my pants to my knee and... It gotten the pants as they'd gotten tighter. The pollen sacks that he was holding had drawn a big yellow streak on my knee, and that's what the wet feeling that I felt was. <laughs> Lucky I was wearing gardening gloves, and I just kind of went, "Oh!" Because at first I thought, "Oh my god, it's a spider," and then as I mm. brushed it away, it flew, and I went, "Oh my god, that's a bee." I do not know 
how I didn't get stung. No. I feel what like it? it's a miracle. Bri was just like, but you didn't hurt them. We stepped on them. That's why we got stung. You didn't hurt the bee. And I was like, okay. True. Because if anyone's going to be allergic to a bee, bee sting, it's going to be me. It's going to be me. <laughs> yeah, you're allergic to everything. It would be why – why are the bees coming from you? Oh, okay. Like they're not colourful pants or anything. They're black and white no, check, guys. They're like white. a black and white gingham, stretchy um, flare. Like yeah. not exciting. Well, they are exciting, a, but they're not they are exciting. exciting for bees. <laughs> I've just had this flashback to the movie Jupiter Ascending, which is bonkers in an extremely fun way. Like – Channing Tatum plays this sort of half man, half dog creature ah, who yes. used to have wings but doesn't have wings anymore. But anyway, a, a, a significant part of Jennifer the plot. Lawrence in it? No, it's got uh, Mina Kunis. Ah, yes. Okay. Got yeah. it. Yep. And and look, and she's good and it's got Eddie Redmayne just doing everything. But um, anyway, in that movie, it's an important part of the plot that bees can sense royalty. Oh. And that the bees, there's a scene where the bees all flock to Mina Kunis because her character is a sec- secretly a queen or something. I don't know. And they all like swarm her and Sean Bean is very seriously like, you know, bees sense royalty and mm. like bees are very wow. intelligent. And it's great. Like it's, it's, it's a hilarious movie. And maybe... That's what the bees are coming to tell you. Well, you do know the rumour that's never been proven in our family's genealogy or anything. But the rumour. Which which rumour? About on mum's side that there was some kind of French royal connection at some point. I don't remember that rumour, but I love it. You'll have to ask her about it. There's some kind of like. I don't know. Maid. It was like a maid that. Had had it off with a prince or something. <laughs> that, so we're there royal was... French royal bastards. <laughs> yeah, could be maybe, true. Could be maybe true. Maybe that's why the bees didn't sting me. Let's go with that. Yeah, they were like, no, no, no. It's she's a princess. It's cool. Be nice. Be nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another very exciting thing that happened in our family yesterday was that my children all got their first. Vaccinations. Yay. Do, 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 do. They did so oh, well. Fantastic. They were so, so brave. They were so excited, especially my middle child who was so excited. She she kept coming up to me through the day going, how long now until we get to go? It'd be like two hours. And she'd go, yes. And she was so pumped. So it was a little bit sad she's for been her. asking. Oh, she's she? been asking. She she truly believes this is her ticket to go back to Kmart. Like she is just <laughs> get vaccinated so I can go to Kmart. So she was so excited. And then it was a little bit shattering for her that after she got her needle, she was completely fine for about the first five minutes. Then all of a sudden, our parents were there getting their booster at the same time. We just happened to book into the same clinic. Um and mum goes to me, oh, is Heidi okay? She's looking a little bit pale. And I look over, I go, oh, she is. And I said, Heidi, are you okay? And she goes, yeah, 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 I'm fine. So I then go inside because we're all waiting outside. They've got this waiting area set up outside. That's um, a good idea. So I go inside and to make their next appointment for eight weeks. And then I come back out and mum again says to me, oh, Heidi does not look good. And so I mm. say to her, I go, 
hey, baby, you okay? And she's like, oh, I don't feel very good in my tummy. And she's as white as a, a ghost now. So I'm like, okay, come with me. And I go to take her inside. As we step in the door, she goes, Whoop. and I go, oh, my God. I go, so I just yell out. She's going to be sick. She's going to be sick. We're going to – and then so the reception people are kind of like going, ah, try to scrounge to find a sick bag. And then the nurse that administered the vaccination just appeared from around the corner with a sick bag and held it over her mouth. And she was – she unfortunately was sick. And then she had to have a bit of a lie down for about five minutes and a sip of water. And then she was as good as gold again. Yeah. So, Kate, what have you been watching? Okay, so I'll do a rundown. I'll give you a rundown because I'm tracking it on Letterboxd. So, if anyone wants to keep an eye on what I've been watching and and have a chat about it, uh, links in the bio of our Insta and it's on our website. Um, So, I'm not going to go into detail because I genuinely actually have been watching heaps of stuff. Mm -hmm. Last night, I did a horror double feature, Mayhem from 2017, which has Stephen Yoon and... Samira uh, Weaving. Oh, yes. And it's set in a legal consulting firm. Um, There's a virus. Like, there's a lot of reasons here that I'm sitting at the start of the movie going, have I made a good choice of movie to watch? I should be watching this. There's a virus that makes everyone, like, completely lose their inhibitions and mayhem ensues mm-hmm. look it was pretty good i did enjoy it and then i watched ready or not which is um another samira weaving horror movie where she marries into a rich and slightly oh, weird family yes. yes and on her wedding night has to play a game and absolute chaos and violence ensued mm. like it's really bloody but it was really good. I haven't I enjoyed seen it either a lot. of them, but I do know about them. I have. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Look, I would recommend if you like horror and you have a pretty good stomach for blood, go for it. Ready or Not, I think, is a better movie. But I also think some of that is just that it's a lot slicker and mm. clearly had a bigger budget. But okay. it's got it's got an incredible cast. Strongly recommend Tick, Tick, Boom, the mm. musical based on Jonathan Larson's One Man Show, directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. So great. You will, you will really yeah, enjoy that, Yeah, I haven't that, watched Amy. it yet, but I need to. Yeah. Uh, I watched Cruella, finally. Yes. And I enjoyed it a lot more than I had initially thought I would, but Emma Stone and Emma Thompson are both yeah, they're so good actors in it, aren't that I they? just adore. And they're both great. So, yeah, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um in Fabric, a horror movie by Peter Strickland, who's a director I really enjoy, who makes these really challenging, like just weird movies. And it's basically about a haunted dress. Oh. It's on SBS Online and it's it's really good. Um, if you have a good tolerance for horror, it's not particularly bloody or gory. It is, it is like his movies genuinely are odd. Like they're really weird. Don't expect a particularly straightforward narrative or a realistic situation. Mm-hmm. But I, I do, if you're a horror fan, I, I do recommend his movies. And the one I really, really want to talk about, I went to the cinema on the 1st of January with mm-hmm. friend of the show, Jess, and we watched House of Gucci. Oh. Everyone in this movie is acting as if they are in a different movie. 
I, you know what? I have heard that. That's something that I had heard about it. I also yeah. heard that Jared Leto and should just not be in it at all. Like Jared Leto seems to think he's in the new Mario movie as Wario. <laughs> His accent is like this, and he's so all oh, it's mia. like it's bad. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's like like embarrassing is he bad. Italian, like. like Does he have any Italian? Well, I mean, he, I don't Maybe. even know if he's American Italian. I mean, he's uh, he's clearly American. Don't know. No idea. Uh, I mean, Lady Gaga famously yeah, she is does. yes. Al Pacino, I think, is yeah. yeah I would I would say so. Not that it helps his Adam accent Driver. at all. His accent is not bad. Adam Driver, no nah. idea. His accent is not bad. He's he is giving a very Adam Driver performance and he's very good. He and Lady Gaga, it does work because okay. their characters are supposed to be quite different and coming from, you know, different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed Lady Gaga's performance and she is giving everything so hard. If the Oscar for acting was given for... Effort. How hard you go, and yeah. Ha- yeah, if it was effort, if it was like a sports medal, she would be in. You know, yeah, no chance for okay. anyone else to win because she is doing so much all the time. Okay, and her accent doesn't feel super realistic, but it's it's not any more distracting than literally everything else she's doing. Adam Drivers is fine; it doesn't feel real. Al Pacino's also doesn't feel real, but that's fine. Um, Jeremy Irons is Adam Driver's character's dad. Jeremy and Irons in it. Okay. Jeremy Irons appears to be playing an English vampire who now lives in Italy and is doing the absolute minimum accent to fit in. The minimum. He sounds like Jeremy Irons, but he kind of just like rolls the R's a little bit more. Okay. And he, and he I don't know, anyway. He he is very much in a different movie. Do I care? No, because at this point it's just like this is actually a lot of fun that Jeremy Irons is some kind of weird Italian English vampire. (laughs) It's bonkers. Al Pacino shows up and he's Al Pacinoing and hooahing all over the place basically. And I'm like, no, I'm I'm in. I'm in. This is not good, but I am enjoying myself. Jared Leto pops up and they are so. And apparently the character that he plays the the real life person, the real person that it's based on is still alive, which I feel like that's mean because they are so cruel to this guy. Oh, really? They have made Jared Leto just look terrible. Yeah. They Well, this is why I don't understand. Why are they using this? I haven't seen it, so I can't really comment, but I'm going to. Um, I don't understand I will then tell you my opinion on it, yeah of picking him when they basically look like they put him in full prosthetics. Yes, they and did. an accent. And he's a look, bad, bad accent. He's not the best actor. Like he's not like we've got to get this actor because he is the best of the best and he's going to bring so much even though we're going to change his whole face, he's still going to mm. bring so much. He's not like he's not that. So that you could have just put anyone in if you're going to do that. Or you could pick someone who's a good actor, like um, I can't. I've, I've lost his name. You know, I feel like he would have been great from Jungle Paul Cruise. Yes. So 
sorry. As soon as you started, I'm like, who who kind of looks a bit like Jared Leto's character? Yeah, Paul Giamatti. He would have been fab, and he's and got an Italian last name, so come on. He's and <laughs> and we've heard him do a terrible Italian accent in Jungle Cruise. That's right. I feel he would have been a better choice, and he's yes. a better actor. Yes. I Maybe he's more expensive like, than Jared, Jared Leto. You know, he's... How how would Paul Giamatti <laughs> be more expensive than Jared Leto? I don't know. Maybe he is, but I feel yeah. like I feel like they cast Jared Leto partly just to... Because he's got a bigger name yeah. and because then you can humiliate him in these ways. Because the thing is, the joke is very much on that character and it feels in the movie like also... The joke is on Jared Leto that okay. he is doing so much and it's bad and it's funny and it's not meant to be funny. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I have so heard a lot of people that he's just ruins it. But clearly Ridley Scott, okay, so I saw a trailer after I saw the movie because I had seen the trailers. Mm-hmm. Uh, often I'll go in and I don't want to see the trailers beforehand, but this is what got me to actually care and want to see the movie was seeing the trailers. So I saw a trailer briefly afterwards and there was a scene in it that had been cut. There's like a Studio 54 scene that had been cut, which shocked me because it felt like the movie is almost three hours long and it felt like Ridley Scott filmed everything and then went, I love it all. I'm cutting nothing because I know only a tiny bit about the actual real family and the mm-hmm. story behind it but they cut a lot of characters out like okay. there are a lot more characters um there are a lot more people yeah, in the family who were involved so. in the yeah. business yeah uh-huh. and who just aren't in the movie and yeah. things like the, uh you know Adam Driver and Lady Gaga's character had like I think two or three kids and they only sort of show one because mm-hmm. Gaga was only I guess willing yeah. to commit yeah they just you know whittled it down it's I did not go in expecting realism And they Mm. did not deliver me realism. Mm. All of the plot with Al Pacino's character and um, and Jared Leto, who plays his son, there is just so much more content of them in the movie than there really needs to be. And I'm going to give a spoiler here. So, like, skip ahead 30 seconds if you don't want to be spoiled. There's so much more content of them. And then at the end you get a card come up that's like, oh, you know, Al Pacino's character, Aldo, like, died this year. So... We spend a huge amount of extra time with this character that we really don't need to progress the plot. And then they just let him die off screen. Mm. And Jess and I were both like, what? And I was, so I was a little bit peeved about that. No, it feels like Ridley Scott just is at a point in his career where no one can really make him cut yeah, things he can down just more. just do what he wants. Like, yeah, maybe he's got final cut. And so he just did it. And, um, but I've said this before, that's why editors exist. Yeah, you really make the movie in edit mm. and you can take something that's a hot mess and make it good. They made excellent music choices. Like the soundtrack is okay. great. There's like one non-Italian actor in it who was so good and so subtle and did such a good accent that I thought that they were Italian. So someone got their hands on a good dialect coach, but literally no one else did. So, yeah, Jack Houston, me. great work. I would have thought. I don't know. I mean, Gaga has talked a lot about how she kind of went a bit method on this. Mm. Maybe it is a realistic accent. I don't know. But it's it's a lot. It's okay. all a lot. They're all in a different movie. <laughs> if you go in with that and, you've, and you're going in for campness and it being over the top and big and wild, yeah. you're going to enjoy it. Because I've heard mixed. I've heard people just going like, oh, 
we were at the cinema and people were walking out and yep. I've heard yeah. people going, yeah, Gaga for an Oscar. She was so good. So I've heard like the two polar extremes. Out of five, what do you give it? It's like a solid three and a half. Oh, like I enjoyed bad. it. I enjoyed it. I'm happy that I watched it. And I'm and not just I really wanted to catch up with Jess and see it together in person. Yeah. I'm probably giving it a half star for that. <laughs> <laughs> for the, for the, the Three stars of for the movie friend. and the, and, and the for, bonus half, half because, I got, your friend. because I got to see it with Jess. <laughs> Do you know what movie is as good as The Buzz? Encanto. <gasps> yes. So good. Lynn really good. Manuel Miranda is just a genius. With his songwriting and yeah. Disney, I think it was the best thing they ever did signing him on a contract because they are getting their oh, money's worth. Yeah, and it it's so good. You need to go and watch that. So that's been mm. on like repeat at our house since it came out, I think, which was just after Christmas, I think it came yeah. out. I've also been watching, thank you, Netflix, for putting Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries back <gasps> on. Oh, fantastic. They take it off every now and then and I get really sad, but then it gives me a good break from it. And then as soon as it gets put back on, I, I start watching from the start. And I'm this every time an episode comes on, I remember the episode. I'm like, oh, yeah, this one. But I can never remember who the murderer is. So Excellent. <laughs> it's really handy because then I get to go, oh, yeah, when it, when it all comes together. So been watching that pretty much every night, a couple episodes. I've also been watching um, on Netflix, there's a US writer, Harlan Coben, who has a contract with Netflix for like something like ridiculous, like 15 of his books are going to be made into eight-part series. So when I was away, I stumbled across the one that's just come out that's called Stay Close and watched that and our mother scoffed at it. Um, that it was too unrealistic. But once you got into it, it was really good, really twisty and turny and great. So then when we got home, I watched Safe, which has uh, Michael C. Hall in it, Dexter. Um, That was also really good. But but you can really see it's the same writer. Like I could already see his formula and things. And I'm halfway through one that's called The Stranger currently. These were all English ones, but there are ones that he's done by Poland. I think Spain has done one of his books. I think France has. So I'll get on to them next. But yeah, really good. Lots of characters. So you've got to kind of be, you've got to be in the mood to concentrate and know what's going on. Lots of character names. Um, I'm finding if I walk away for a minute to get something, I have to rewind because it seems like in ev- every scene is important. There is not a scene that's, that's good. not yeah. important. Like so you've really got it. It's not one that you can be TikToking or scrolling or reading the news or doing anything else yep. other than watching. Oh, cool. So we've watched a lot of stuff. This is great. Mm-hmm. Go us <laughs> for not getting out there and living. I know. In Thank summer. God I got out of my reality TV funk. And I was going to ask how the things. 
the housewives of oh, they, Utah look, are. They're How still, are the they're real housewives going. of Salt Lake, Salt Lake City? City? Yeah, it's still going. I've got a, probably got a couple of episodes to catch up on now. No, no, no. Not acceptable. This is not okay. Who allowed you to be this beautiful? Who allowed you to be this beautiful? Who allowed you to take my breath? Away. Call the Who paramedics. Nope. Call the police because there has been an emergency. I can't look right at it. Let's talk about Booksmart. Yes. It's on SBS On Demand mm-hmm. for Australian listeners uh, so you can watch it for free very easily. I watched this for the first time on a plane. Oh, okay. And it is a movie that definitely deserves better than that. So yeah. I did really want to rewatch it. Um, and... I enjoyed it probably more because I wasn't on a plane. Yeah. It was really (laughs) good. It's very, very funny. Yeah. I thought I really did think that you would like it. Like I'm not surprised. I don't don't want to bring movies that I don't think you will like. Yeah. But I'm learning that I I don't always have a good sense of how you're going to react to something. Ah. This I felt pretty confident that you would get it partly because of our high school experience Mm-hmm. We were not these girls, but we did go. We went to a girls' school that did very much push the the importance of your academic mm-hmm. experience, and also the character of Amy is basically driving your first car. I know. I actually wrote that down in um, my notes. <laughs> Yeah, I have a note. Hey, Amy, what was your first car? You drove a huge tank a of a Volvo. 1977 Volvo. Mine was a sedan, though. Hers is like a, a, a it's wagon. Like a station wagon. Um, yeah. Mine was a, a maroon sedan. The beast. The beast. It was so hard. And then I I remember I um like hit a parking pole once, like in the city, <laughs> like an actual like meter. One of those bollards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On Franklin Street just near the bus depot in the city in Melbourne. And um, mum was like, oh, see, that's why we made you get this car. And I'm like, uh, if I had a smaller car that had better steering, <laughs> I would not be hitting anything. <laughs> I only hit it because of the car. Because <laughs> it's like steering a huge ship. It was. I was and I, I remember I had was in uni and I remember a couple of the guys – Every now and then, like if they had to go down the street or something, I'd be like, yeah, Mm. take my car. Um, And they would come back and they'd be like, oh, how do you even drive that? How do you park? And I was like, yeah, I like had muscles. I had (laughs) Volvo driving muscles when I was like 18. (laughs) Oh, it's fantastic. So that flashed me right back to, yeah, your first car. Love Mm -hmm. it. So we start with um, Beanie Feldstein playing Molly. She's listening to some extreme uh, motivation tape. Um, and then, yeah, Caitlin Deaver as Amy pops in to pick her up. It's their last day of high school. Mm-hmm. They are graduating class of 2019, 2019. So they have no idea how um, shitty the next year or two are going to be. I know. Sean, Sean watched it with me and at one point he said, is this pre-pandemic or is this one of the movies that we're, they're just ignoring that the pandemic's happening? I'm like, no, no, pre. It's pre. <laughs> they pre. don't know what's, what's about. She's going to be in Africa and it's all going to go to shit. So. <laughs> yeah. So we get the opening scenes really set up for us. The, the environment, the school, 
all of our main characters and, and our supporting cast who are going to pop up. We get Jason Sudeikis as the high school principal. Mm-hmm. He was Olivia Wilde's partner at the time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you've, if you've got a successful, you know, comedian, actor, boyfriend, you cast them in your movie. Jessica Williams, who was on The Daily Show for a long time, is the um, English teacher, Miss Fine. We're introduced to a lot of characters who really mm. seem to fit those high school archetypes, you know, like the very campy drama boys mm-hmm. and the fuck boys and the girls who are slut shamed and mm-hmm. the girls who are, you know, high glamour. Mm-hmm. The boy with the amazing hair who was also from American Vandal. Oh, yes. Yes, a show that's, that that's a show that I need to rewatch. ASAP. Yeah, after I had forgotten that he was in this and I had that moment of seeing him being like, "He's from American Vandal," and then just lost the next five minutes and had to rewind because <laughs> I was just thinking about how good Ameri- that season one of American season. Vandal oh, was. Yeah, amazing. Because you put me onto that. I'd heard that it was good, and then you and your husband just binged it, didn't you? Yeah, we sat. I started watching it at like nine o'clock at night and it was one every now and then I put a show on and my husband will be in our study like gaming it up and I'll just be like five minutes and have to stop and then just yell out, I've found one. And he trusts me enough to stop his oh, gaming. Yeah. When when he knows that it's time that I run into the room and be like, okay, I found one or I yell yeah. out, I found one. He trusts me enough to stop. And come and watch, which is exactly what it did. So I remember the last episode, I think we started at like 1am. And by that time I was like, oh, I'm starting to feel a bit sick because I'm old and (laughs) need sleep. (laughs) I need my sleeps. Um, But we powered through, like we just watched the whole thing because it was just so good. We've got the rich boy, Jared, who was, he is from Santa Clarita Diet. It's a great cast. Oh, that's where he's from. I really like that show. It was really funny and good. But, yes, it would be – it's a really bad idea if you're feeling at mm. all – if you are squeamish or if you're just feeling a little bit – I had a, I also had a rule about Hannibal. It's, it's The show is oh. about cannibalism. Can't eat while watching Hannibal because you don't know what's going to pop up on the screen. Yeah. Can't do it. I watched something the other day with someone from Hannibal was in it. Oh, I think – I think my um, Harlan Coben shows, two of oh. them have got Richard Armitage in oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's in both of them. He pretty much plays the same character in both of them. And both of them, I, I was saying to Sean, I'm like, yeah, I don't think I, I either don't like him as an actor. <laughs> There's something, he's got, he's got his fake, he's got fake teeth now. And anyone, especially British, because the British do fake teeth, like full on fake teeth. Don't they? Yeah. Like they, yeah. they they start getting overbites and their lips start protruding. And he's got their his fake veneers teeth. are too big and they're for too their big mouth. and too white. And I think that's why. And he was supposed to be playing some kind of struggling photographer in one of them with these huge teeth. <laughs> and I was just like, it just wasn't working for me. And then he's in Fair this enough. one that I'm watching now, and it, I still he's just not very likable. But okay. anyway, but I think he's in Hannibal. Yeah, he's in season three of Hannibal as the Red Dragon. So that's a spoiler for a TV show that finished about five or six years ago. So suck it up, everybody. (laughs) And here has been another segment of Hollywood Teeth. (laughs) I know. So, (laughs) no, look, no, it's this. 
We're going to do an ongoing investigation <laughs> of teeth. Yeah. This is an important part. I feel part. the 90s are all normal teeth. I reckon it's around, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say. Early 2000s? 2004-ish. That's, I don't know why that date has come to me. Maybe I'm a bit psychic. Um, but 2004. So we need no, to. No, I think you've just been thinking about it. We need to find movies circa early 2000s. And I reckon right. that's going to be the, turn, the tipping point. I'm going to factor that into my next choices. Thank you. Okay. So basically, we get the setup of the movie. We meet our, our main characters, Molly and Amy, mm-hmm. who are best friends who adore each other. They are the big nerds. They have worked really hard and, and not partied, but they are yep. going to their chosen uh, Ivy League schools the next year. Um, for plot reasons, there's a rule at the school that you don't talk about where you're going, uh, mm. which is – Exists basically so that yeah, these two characters can find out on their last day of school and Molly is the, the class president so that they can find out on their last day of school the premise of the movie, which is all of the other kids who didn't take school super seriously or at least it wasn't their whole life. They yeah, partied they still went and had out. a good they time. They still went out and had lives outside of school. Yeah. The kids who had lives and partied – are also all going to amazing schools. Yeah, and our, they all our got mate what they from wanted. American Vandal has been recruited by Google to yeah do programming. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, Molly's going to Yale. Um, the girl who they most slut shame is also going to Yale, mm-hmm. and. Molly really starts to have a crisis. She starts to sort of have a bit of a meltdown about the fact that everyone partied and had a good time. Yeah, and they didn't. And also and also did well and she mm-hmm. didn't. She's missed she's missed her, out her teenage her years. high school years. Mm-hmm. Billy Lord is Gigi. I think yeah. she pops up at this point as one of the 1%. She's so good. She's so good in it. Hollywood royalty. What a bonkers it. character, but she's Love. so good. Yeah, she really she manages to feel like a real person while not really being a real being person a very at real, <laughs> realistic person at all. That's something that happens throughout the whole movie, though. That you can tell they're these huge, char- like they're huge characters. They're big. Mm. They're unrealistic in a lot of way. These characters. But then Sean, my husband, said something at the end. He said that he really liked that the dynamic between all the characters were more was more realistic than a lot of other teen high school movies that you see where you've got these cliques that don't talk to each other or if you saw them at a party, you'd be like, what are they doing here? The dynamics between them were like everyone's got their own relationships with everybody else. Everyone talks to everyone or says hi to everyone. There's no real like, oh, we don't talk to that, that group or we don't talk to that group happening. It was more organic and like a real world high school even though the characters weren't realistic at all in some cases the characters are all those big tropes and then the movie spends that time kind of breaking that down and showing Mm. that you might be you know a geek or a nerd or yeah all of those tropes you know the different kinds of kids that are all represented in the breakfast club yeah but actually in real life you do all talk to each other you do all know each other you have all gone to school for years together. together yeah yeah and you're all real people under that and it's it spends the movie setting up these archetypes and then breaking them down a little bit and undermining it. Yeah, it sets up all of these 
tropes mm. and that it, it breaks them down and undermines them. It's great. Mm. So, yeah, Molly and Amy are having their kind of meltdown and agree this is their last chance to party. Yeah. Nick's aunt is stuck on a cruise ship Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so he's throwing a party at her house that night. And Nick's the vice president of the school Yeah, like the student Student council. Yeah. Yeah. And Molly feels that he's her nemesis. I – do love in a movie where one character feels that another character is their nemesis and the nemesis is like, no, oblivious. we're fine. <laughs> yeah. Oblivious to it. Completely oblivious to it. It's a great, it's a great relationship. And he's kind of, I guess he's sort of a jock. It's, yeah, we know, don't really know. Or he's a skater boy or yeah. he's kind of. He's, he's a party he, boy. He's in the cooler kind of on the higher end of the cool scale than Molly. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the whole reason that he is Molly's nemesis is just that he's cool and doesn't seem to be worried about and things in the And doesn't take way that the school is. council stuff as seriously as she does. Like she wants to yeah. have a meeting. It's the last day of school and she's pestering him for a financial meeting so they can hand over to the new committee with ease. And he's just like, I won't even be here. Why do I care about that kind of thing? And, um, yeah, there's, yeah, there's that happening. Yeah, Molly maybe has her life planned out a little too well mm. and in way too much detail. She's um, yeah. she's not one of life's chill people. No, at she all. lacks chill. Yes. I love her. Yeah, so they decide that they're gonna go out and they're at Amy's house and they're they're kind of like getting dressed and they manage to get dressed in matching overalls. Like, I yeah, love those, it. Like, cute boiler suits. Of, Overalls, which I, I've always wanted a pair of and I've never gotten myself some and I really feel that 2022 might be the year that I have to do it. I yeah. know it is stunning and surprising that I don't own one. You would look great in that. I know. Yeah. Do it. Do um, it. I'm going to find links and I'm going to send them to you. Yes, do that. No, because that would look super cute. I love that their relationship – I love the part of their relationship we get to see a bunch where yes. they just compliment from each other. Yeah. You and are they're stunning. Just you are stunning. <laughs> and just how dare you look like this? Like it's it's yeah. really it's really sweet and nice. It is. It's just charming. So they've got to come up with a bit of a plan to because Amy's parents are going to do some nice dinner for them because it's their graduation the next day and it becomes evident that Amy's parents think they're dating because yep. Amy's out and proud and they're just like, well, Molly must be her girlfriend. And Molly just plays into it. Like she loves that yeah. they feel that and yep. just plays into it. Like going, yeah, we're going on a date night. And <laughs> and Amy's like, no, no. No we're, no, we're going, we're, no, we're going to the library or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, it's pretty funny. So they don't have the address for the party. No. So we get a bit of an extremely enjoyable, then we have the journey to the party portion of the movie. So they're watching videos that people have posted from the party to Mm -hmm. try and work out where the party is and who's there. And they call Jared, the boy from Santa Clarita Diet, who is Mm -hmm. the the, the school rich boy, and he comes to pick them up. So they're arguing, oh, yes, this this was great. He has this amazing like souped up, like hot rod type car. Yeah. 
And so Jared and Gigi are best friends and I think he's gonna he's gotta swing by and get no, he's got her she calls and he's got her vitamins. Her vitamins. Her her uh, what did she say? I've left she just says, I've left, I've something, left something in the car. I think she says. And they find this little tin. container and yeah, it's a little tin. tin. And it's full of white powder and they lose their shit because yeah. they think, oh, no, it's drugs, it's drugs. Yeah. And they and then they, they don't want Jared to overhear. So they're arguing with each other about what to do in Chinese because they are so overachieving and ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> but it's but apparently it's vitamins. Yeah. Um, apparently it was just- a really funny scene and it was one that um, Sean straight away was like, close the lid because he could just see what was about to happen where they didn't close the lid and Jared came Jared I think they call him not Jared we're Australian we're calling him Jared Jared Jared, um comes to a screaming halt so they end up with this powder all over them everywhere yep and they are freaking out so we've arrived at the party, but it's not the right party. This is Jared's boat party. Mm-hmm. But apparently the caterers did um, Sasha Obama's Sweet 16. So oh, okay, high quality, high quality catering. So we get in there and th- there's, there's no one there except Gigi, who immediately is like smelling Amy's hair and loves it because she yeah, smells like her smell vitamins. Like my vitamins. It's really funny. Uh, Jar- Jared and Molly have like a, a bit of a sincere moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we cut to Gigi. Sorry, this is just, I wrote this quote down because it's one of my favourite parts. But yeah. So immediately, basically, Amy and Molly are trying to get out of the party as soon as yeah, they're they like, arrived. This because is it's the wrong not party. the right party. No one's um, there. This isn't going to be a good time for them. No. But Jared and Molly do have a bit of a sincere moment. And then Gigi is talking to Amy and she tells her this story about how she lost her virginity in a graveyard. And so mm. now... <laughs> Um, in her body, she's got ghost eggs just waiting to be born. Yeah. The like she feels like the ghosts are now in her eggs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's crazy. I just, I just greatly enjoy that character. Billy Lord is fantastic. She she's also really good in this. feeds them some strawberries. She feeds them some st- strawberries. Molly's still insisting that they go to Nick's party. Mm-hmm. And Molly and Amy have a... I guess like an agreement that you can call on the other to do whatever you want, basically to go along with anyone. So she calls Malala. Mm-hmm. That's the that's their it's word. Their that's word. their it's their co word. <laughs> um, Molly calls Malala to get Amy to agree to go to the party because at this point Amy's like, "Look, we've been, we've we've got, we've done it. We've been to the party. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, we've had. We've but been Molly to a party. insists, and so they. Call a lift to get um, lift the L Y F T the brand name of the the, the what other you do Uber. basically what the other Uber when you, what you do when you don't get paid enough money in your day job to try and mm-hmm. hustle and make more money and their principal is their lift driver yeah I mean it's a great reaction moment from all of them <laughs> I know it shows you like teachers need to be paid more obviously that's where that yeah having a dig at. But if you're a principal, like, I don't know. It seems like a pretty small kind of area they're in. Although they're in LA, so. They're in LA, but yeah, they've made LA feel like a small town, which is an achievement. Yeah, where I don't know if it's the wisest thing to be a Lyft driver if you're a principal of a high school. No, but 
here we are. I mean, what else is gonna? What else is he gonna do? He's got the worst idea for a detective novel ever. <laughs> yeah, where his ca- his detective is pregnant, and whenever she's like getting That's close right. to the clue, the baby will like kick, but he doesn't know what to do once she's actually had the baby. <laughs> yeah, it's a great kind of. I I would watch something like that, like a like a. <laughs> It's a, a great one-season idea. It's a yeah. great one-season idea. What do you do when she has the baby? <laughs> Part of the reason that Molly really wants them to get to Nick's party is because there's a girl there that Amy likes and mm. she's really trying to push Amy to have her first kiss. She hasn't she, – she says something like, you came out two years ago and you haven't even been kissed yet. So yeah. she's like – that's the driving kind of like, come on, yeah. she told you about this party. You need, we need to get there. Yeah, the the cute skater girl, Ryan. So Molly is, yeah, pushing this hard and Amy is starting to freak out that she does not know what to do. <laughs> and so that's how they end up watching porn in the backseat of the principal's car for educational purposes. <laughs> Molly needs a charger because her phone's on, it's running, it's running down very fast. Um so the principal, because they've got headphones in and um, the principal's like, oh, if you want to listen to, you know, your music through the car, I'll just connect it. So he must be able to do some Bluetooth magic and he connects their their phone. So all of a sudden we've got porn playing through the speakers. The principal an- uh, does kind of, He's he's a little bit oblivious and thinks it may just be a Cardi B track that they're listening <laughs> to. So, or he just badly hopes it. He really hopes it. Oh, so it's great. So they arrive at a party, but it's the theater kids' party. It's not. They're still not at the right party. So main theater boy, his the character name I cannot remember. Oh, I don't know their names. I didn't pick their names no. up either. It's a murder mystery party and so he gives them to they he assigns them characters based on people who already haven't shown up. I think Molly is allocated as the Baron orthodontist. <laughs> yeah. And she does complain, why? Why Baron? Gigi has beaten them somehow to this party. And she's dry, and even though she she jumped off the boat. She did jump off the boat. That's right. She threatened, she smashed a, a bottle and threatened one of the caterers and then jumped off the boat. But somehow now she's already here. She's completely fine and she's dry. And she reveals that the strawberries were drip, di- dipped in some kind of. They were laced I'm with sure something. Made up, <laughs> made up drug, made up hallucinogen. And she's quite surprised that Molly and Amy are still kind of holding up because they really should be tripping balls right mm-hmm. now. Which, of it's course, a, spurs them into tripping balls. Tripping balls. <laughs> and we get a great sequence where they are hiding out, I think, in the little sister's bedroom and then they turn into Barbies in yeah. the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and they're hallucinating as Barbies. Uh, they don't have genitals. Um Amy really starts to get into having this amazing, ridiculous so body. Yeah. <laughs> they they are freaking out. It's a it's a very funny sequence. I think the problem with describing a comedy is that it's just they're just saying, "Oh, this bit yeah. was really funny." It doesn't do it justice. No. Go and watch it if you didn't. If you've gotten this far into listening and didn't watch it, go and watch it. Please watch it. It's so good. Yeah, and in Australia, it's on SBS. You don't even have to mm-hmm. pay money you don't for have it. To pay. But you've You've paid for it with your taxes already. Thank yes. you. You're welcome. 
I love the part Chick- when they're they're leaving the party, <laughs> and so we've kind of come out of like where it's not just the the doll animation that was stop motion that we're seeing anymore. It's them, but they're still walking like Barbie dolls. Yeah, like they like their joints don't move. Yeah, great. <laughs> that was great. Gigi also has picked up on something that Mo- she feels Molly is in love with Nick, her vice president mm-hmm. and yeah. nemesis. And Molly does an incredibly bad job of explaining why she's not. <laughs> because she is. Because yeah. she is in love with him. They get into a bit of an altercation, Amy and Molly, where um, Molly describes herself as one of the insults she'd heard earlier in the movie from other kids. She's a butter personality. Mm-hmm. And like Amy a, slaps her. Yeah, like a – let's explain that. So there's yeah. that thing that, you know, she's a um, – she's a – Ten, she's hot, but her face, but her face, yeah. yeah, like she's got a hot body, but her face, she's a butter, yeah. And they're saying that you know she's hot, and you know they'd sleep with her, but her personality sucks. Mm. Butterface is really an insult that's only ever used against women, isn't it? Oh, oh yeah, 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 mm, yeah, yeah, definitely. But I know some men that <laughs> that could apply <laughs> to so. And the butter so personality huge. too. So, yeah, I've met a, met a few butter personalities. <laughs> so Molly describes herself as a butter personality, and that there's no point going to the party, whether mm. or not she likes Nick. And Amy slaps her, and Amy at this point has like not been super interested in going. She's like, we've been to two parties now. Like we've done it. We've done it. Mm. We've we've lived our high school. We took drugs accidentally. We've yeah. you know. Molly really does want to go to this party. They still haven't been able to get the address, so they then work out how how are they going to find the address. And we have a great library montage Mm. where they go and do, like, city records research to work out who Nick's auntie is and, you know, from then, like, sales records has bought her, her, like, which house she's bought. This is completely unrealistic and adorable. Yeah. And And I love the montage. so much time. Yeah. (laughs) So while they're at at the library, they check their phone again and they work out, hey, we don't need to be doing this. What other, the the pizza place in town, like how many orders would they have put in of Mm. that many pizzas that is shown in the video? So they go to the pizza place. Because they've been collecting clues from all of the live videos from the So they're like, okay, we need to get the address of who ordered all these pizzas. So they're out in the um, parking lot (laughs) and they accost the pizza delivery guy the and they get in his guy. car and they've got like they've tied their ponytails and put them over their face over their faces because they don't have any way of making like, like a balaclava kind of thing <laughs> and the pizza guy's like what are you robbing me like what's going on and um they're like no we just need to know where this is and he kind of has a go at them going don't you know that you could be killed i could be driving away with you right now and your bodies would be found on the interstate in the morning, um, huge red flags from the pizza delivery guy. He, yeah, he's he has a, a gun because he's like, yeah. "Do you have a gun?" Even and like, no. And he's like, "Well, I do." And they're like, "Okay." <laughs> anyway, they get the address, Fine. but they get the address, and they safely get out of his car. <laughs> and Amy has then discovers that she's left her phone in his car because they. We're very, very bad at doing, you know, an ambush. 
Molly has a tiny bit of battery left and calls the one person she can think of in that moment to mm-hmm. help them. The, the high school English teacher, Miss Fine, mm-hmm. who get, doesn't have anything else going on, uh, no. is happy to give them a ride to, to the party, does a great monologue about um, her mistake of not going out and partying in high school and then how her life kind of derailed a bit because she overcompensated after high school. Yeah. Um, but also has an amazing collection of sparkly clothes in the car. Yeah. I think because she describes she's you know, a single woman who lives in LA. She's got a lot of shit in her car. Yep. And is able to provide great fitting and adorable dresses for the girls so that because they can. Because they're not matching anymore. Because she's like, you do realise that you're matching? Like, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> and they're like, well, you know, we've got like little like different scarves on. <laughs> So we get, we finally get to Nick's party, the party. Molly is wearing this, I love that dress, this like green sequin, sort of like mermaidy colour, mm. um, A-line with like a little like white collar. Big it's lapel, gorgeous. Yeah. And we have a dream ballet. Yes, it's Mo- so n- Movies nice. just don't give us dream ballet anymore. No. And it's beautiful. She arrives and she sees Nick and we have this beautiful dream ballet where they dance mm-hmm. and it's very, very it's sweet. very, very nice. And then we have a, a beautiful hard cut to him crushing an empty can on his head. Yes. <laughs> and it's just a really nice, it's just a lovely piece of filmmaking there. It's really mm-hmm. good. Gigi appears again because, of course, she does. Just, Miss. Yeah. Miss Fine decides she will come into the party and she's wearing this, like, I think she's wearing, like, a Matador's bolero. The costuming oh, in this is, like, I didn't unrealistic but that. amazing. I will always, have to watch always notice, like, gold embroidered shit. Oh. Uh, oh, it's definitely worth watching again. I'm like, surprised it's so good. I didn't notice that. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't notice that too. Maybe you were just actually busy, like, taking notes and paying attention. Maybe. So, yeah, Miss Fine rolls into the party in this, like, great jacket. Lizzo is playing. Mm-hmm. Theo, our beautifully-haired friend from American Vandal, spots her, and he decides he's, he's going to shoot his shot with, with the her. teacher. Yeah, fair enough. Why not? Yeah. It's all I mean, kind of above he, board at this point. He repeated... <laughs> 12 more uh, hours. <laughs> he repeated seventh grade, so he's actually 20 years old, so it's like oh, well, they've put the work in. Yeah, okay. They've put the work in in this movie to make that... As unsketchy as possible. Yeah. It's still sketchy, but it's as unsketchy as possible. Nick and Molly connect at the party. They're playing beer pong and it's going well. Mm. They're enjoying each other's company. Molly has come to terms with the fact that, yeah, she is attracted to Nick. And Nick is a, like, pleasant guy. Like, he's Mm. nice to her. They're having a good time. He He seems like a nice guy. We're starting to get to the point where, yeah, those... Stereotypes are breaking down. Yeah, they're breaking down. If we'd only ever had Molly's original idea of Nick, he's, you know, kind of a vacuous himbo. Yeah. But he's actually, like, lovely. So there's a bit of karaoke going on at this point. Yes. Amy Um, finds Ryan. I think Amy is shoved, basically, in Ryan's direction by Molly. Yes. It says, go, go for it. So there's some karaoke going on and it is such a great karaoke song. You ought to know by Alanis Alanis Morissette. Morissette. Now, Kate, would you like to know our Kevin Bacon connection to Alanis Morissette that I remembered while I was watching this? 
Yes. So our friend Tanya. Yes. Told me this story when our kids were in preps together. And I've only heard this story once, so I might be a little bit hazy on details. Mm -hmm. But I remember sitting there going, oh, my God. When she was in her 20s, she did her big travel kind of thing. And she ended up in Spain, I'm pretty sure. And she was walking past this tapas bar and went, I'm going to I'm gonna have some tapas and went in and had some tapas. And while she was in there, she spotted at the table right near her, Alanis Morissette. Now, she's a massive grunge girl like us. So yeah. she was like, oh, my God, that's Alanis Morissette. I'm going to I have to go and, you know, say hello because she's Alanis Morissette. So she goes over. And says hello. And Alanis is lovely and beautiful and introduces her man friend at the time, Mr. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I, I had forgotten that they used to date until you started telling I the story. Know. And then I'm like, hang on. <laughs> yeah, so that's our little Canadian. There we go. Yes. Oh my goodness. Nice Canadians in Spain being nice to nice Australians. You should always, if you're in Spain, always go into the tapas bar. Yeah. Because even if you don't run into wonderful Canadian celebrities, it's a good choice. That's an amazing story. I love it. Yeah. So yeah, it is a it is a great choice for oh, it karaoke is just such a great song. You don't to belt have to out. be able to sing. To no, just, yeah, you can just to... belt it out with all the emotion and think of that ex boyfriend or think of that ex girlfriend and just get it out. Yeah, or just the angst. The theatre kids have shown up. Mm-hmm. That's who's singing. Amy gets involved and she's got a really lovely voice. She's vibing with Ryan. It's going really well. The karaoke kids decide to go and have a swim. And so they're all like stripping off they're and swimming in their off, underwear. Yeah. Nick departs the beer pong for a second. And then, yeah, it's all going so well mm-hmm. for Amy and Molly. And it's a teen movie, so we know at this point we're heading towards the end of the second act. It can't last. No. Amy spots Nick and Ryan making out in the pool Mm -hmm. and is a bit heartbroken. He's genuinely heartbroken. Yeah. And decides, yeah, she's done. She's done. She's – it's time to – they've partied. Yeah, it's time to go home. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. So she goes to find Molly and – clearly to spare Molly's feelings because Molly's pumped about how well it's going for her. Yeah. Amy is just like, no, doesn't tell her what she saw in the pool and just wants to go. And she calls Malala to leave and they have a huge fight. Massive fight. (laughs) You get the vibe that filmed by everyone in their year level. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's that is harsh. The bit at the end where you see like the phones up, you get the sense that they've never really fought like this before. Like this isn't an oh, argument no. or a disagreement. This is getting it all out on the table. That uh, Molly feels like Amy just gives up on things, and that she has to be pushy to get Amy to do things. Molly is too pushy mm-hmm. and just 
rolls over whatever selfish and rolls over whatever Amy wants and Amy reveals something that she has been keeping back from Molly that she's not just going to Botswana for the summer she's taking a gap year yeah she'll be and he's going to be there for the whole year. year and Molly is furious because that throws off what her whole plans for their whole lives are you yeah, know, because that they would go they, to they their won't graduate have, at the same time yeah. and then they won't, you know, get an apartment together here and and then I think it real everyone will as the audience we realize that Molly's told Amy this is how our life is going to be and Amy's had no input into whether she wants that to happen at all. Mm. And maybe she does, but the point is she hasn't been asked. No, she's been told. She's been told. I do really like how the fight then continues as the audio fades oh, down and we so, get music really, over really it. It's really, good, isn't it? Yeah, it stops – after that it stops for us as the audience just be – it's not about the content. It's – you just get to see the, the emotion. You can how see they their feel. emotion yeah. more than anything. You're not distracted by words. You can see how upset. I wouldn't even say they look angry. They just seem a little bit defeated and devastated. Like when you're just really upset yelling, not yeah. anger yelling. Does that make sense? Yeah, they're both really hurt. They're, they're both yeah. very, very hurt. So Amy goes into the bathroom to cry. Um. And, and runs into her kind of high school nemesis, Hope. Mm. Who, who we only kind of got like a little snippet of at yeah. the very start. Like there's not much – there wasn't much character development or relationship development there beforehand. Mm. You just got a little bit of a vibe that they, they were a bit snarky at each other. Yeah, exactly. Jared, Jared, Jared. our um, rich boy, shows up and – he has a, a, a bit of a heart to heart with Molly, which is gorgeous. He just he understands that no one he like really knows him. They've got a a picture of who he is. He's appalled to learn about the rumor that's been going around about him that um, when he was fourteen, his dad got him a sex worker for his birthday. Mm. He's like, do people really believe that? And Molly kind of tries to sort of fudge around that they do. Mm. And he tells her about his extremely wholesome and given, you know, that he's from a really rich family, probably quite achievable dreams. He wants to design airplanes and then use his, his earnings from that to fund new musicals because yeah. there's too many just like re, redos. Reboots, and yeah. Like yeah. people deserve new musicals. Yeah, which <laughs> 100% agree with. He's an adorable person. And, and we just get this little moment of him. It's lovely. Yeah, it's very nice. Meanwhile, in the bathroom, Hope and Amy have had a brief argument and then immediately just started making out mm-hmm. in the way of movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that's going really, really well for Amy. She's finally getting to make out with a cute girl. It's progressing. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy doesn't really know what she's doing. but And then, unfortunately, she throws up all over Hope. What does she drink? She grabs a cup and has a sip from it and there's something in it and I don't think we get to see it and I kind of assume like maybe it's got like cigarette butts. You know how sometimes at parties Uh, people will like throw their butts in a a cup that's only got like a little bit of liquid? Right, okay. That's what I reckon would have might have happened because if you've had some drinks and maybe had 
some accidental drugs. And then you got a mouthful of like backwash beer or like rum and coke and ash. Ah, uh, okay. Ugh. Anyway, I'm sorry if I've made anyone spew. Mm, yeah, it's pretty gross. It's disgusting. Ugh. But anyway, unfortunately, Amy throws up on hope and and that ends poorly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's genuinely hilarious. So then Molly, say, after she's had her heart-to-heart with Jared, she sees Nick and Ryan together and now she understands why Amy wanted to leave and also why Amy then wouldn't really tell her why she was trying mm. to leave and that she was it was Amy trying to be kind. Mm. Yeah. And then the cops show up to break up the party. Of course. Like because as soon as they got to the party, my husband was like, when are the cops showing up? Like you just yeah. know that that's what's going to happen. Yeah, it's this huge. It's been raging for hours. Everyone's underage, and Molly is outside and is able to make a run for it with all of the kids who are outside. But the kids who are in the house get stuck in the house when the cops actually come in. Mm-hmm. And Amy decides that no, she's going to be bold. She's not a coward in the way that Molly accused her of being. Yes. She's going to create a diversion so that these kids can get away and not and not get in trouble with the cops. Molly's walking home, which I don't I have no real sense of how long that's going to take in in where where they are in LA or mm. how, how, you've been to LA. It's pretty sprawling, right? Yeah, it's big. It's big. Yeah. Like it takes it, to get from like the airport to Hollywood is a good half an hour drive mm. and there's there's like LA suburbs that whole way pretty much. So the character who's been slut-shamed the most rolls up in her car and offers Molly a lift and Molly's originally not going to take it. So they call her AAA because that's the – in Victoria it's the RACV. Yeah. It's the, it's the automotive club that it's you call. the emergency. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they call her AAA because of she gives the boys roadside assistance apparently. Yeah. Which is gross to mm-hmm. call someone that mm-hmm. because because then she kind of says, but I did I all they call me that yeah, but all I ever did was give them lifts home. Okay, yeah, I did give them blowjobs, but you know that's besides <laughs> the point. <laughs> but she makes the really valid point when in high school you do, the car is where you have privacy. Mm. She's like, I don't want to do that at home where my dad could walk in. So like, she makes an excellent point. Mm-hmm. She's not doing anything wrong. And no one calls the boys anything. No. And she makes the heartbreaking point that she expected the boy, boys to be horrible, but it not really hurts girls. that the girls call her that. And it's true. Yeah. And, yeah, I think. And she kind of says, just promise back, yeah. that when we're at Yale next year that you call me by my actual name and not AAA. Yeah. So that's their moment. That's their moment. It's really nice. So Molly makes it home safely and wakes up the next morning. She's charged her phone and there are many, many texts and messages about Amy Mm -hmm. and where is Amy and what Amy has done. Amy got arrested and Mm -hmm. we get a great like phone video of her basically just mouthing off to the cops as they're putting her in the back of the car. Like she calls shotgun for the, the... front seat it's fantastic so molly gets her shit together because she is not graduating from high school without amy at her side Mm -hmm. she rolls up at the at the jail 
they apolog- have this lovely apology scene over the um, the comms phones because um, Amy is still incarcerated at that mm-hmm. point. Uh, and we have a little bit of a it's like a Deus Ex Machina to get her out. Um, there's a like a, a what is it like a, a crime artist? A, a, yeah, a com a composite. What do they call it? A compos- composite. Composite. Yeah, composite yeah. drawing of the Valley Strangler, which who I is- saw as soon as she walked into the police station. I was like, oh. Yeah. Who it is, is definitely a drawing of the pizza delivery guy? The pizza guy. And that's Molly's plan. They are going to get Amy out now by trading some information. Because we have definitely seen this guy. And Amy's phone is in his car. <gasps> that's true. I forgot about that part. So they'll be able to track him. Anyway, we then don't actually have to sit through any of that. Um, it's unrealistic, but also it's like, it's not the point. She gets we get out. Amy out of jail. <laughs> That's what we need. Molly has borrowed Jared's souped up car. It was at this point that I noticed and remembered his license plate is fuckboy, F-U-K-B-O-I, which I love. <laughs> and if I thought Vic Rhodes would let me do it. No, that won't I would get put through. that on my car. That would definitely not get through. I don't think that would get through in America either, but that's not <laughs> the point. The point is it's great. So at this point, Molly and Amy are running late. Molly is the valedictorian, so she's got mm-hmm. the highest marks of the year and, and also the class president, and so she's going to mm-hmm. give a speech. And um, Amy is, I think, the, the second highest. So anyway, Jason Sudeikis is fretting Freaking a little out. bit. Yeah. Uh, Where are they? Because he's used to them, like, you know, we saw his reaction the day before when um, Molly rolls up in his office and he's like, like basically just, oh, my, oh my God. Again. This isn't over yet. Here she is again. But Yeah, here she is again. <laughs> So he's genuinely like, where are these kids? This is not in character for them to, you know, not be here mm-hmm. on time or early harassing him. And Jared has been worded up by Molly to kick off her speech so that things start on time because she will be running late. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have a great montage, the, the intercutting of Jared starting to give Molly's speech and the girls gunning it driving like maniacs in Jared's driving car. like maniacs <laughs> in their full um graduation regalia they've got the um the robes they've got the hats with the tassels so they bust through like locked gates yeah and pull very up dangerous very dangerous dangerous things happening would have been gotten into heaps of trouble in real life but it's a movie and it looks awesome. So mm-hmm. it's fantastic and I love it. I forgot that Molly snogged Jared on stage, but yeah. that was pretty great. Um, finishes the speech. Everyone's like roaring yeah, and happy woo-hoo. and it's this unrealistic but extremely like satisfying, warm high school moment. Yeah. Yes. Aww, and they made it. We don't actually see them graduate, which I enjoyed no. because that could be a tedious scene. I just like yeah. that it was speech, boom, cut to um, Amy packing to go to Africa. Yeah. So. Yeah, we got as much as we needed. We got the catharsis. Yeah. And then we've we graduated. On. School's done. Now we're yep. getting ready. And it's probably been summer, their summer, or oh, she's going yeah, to summer or something was originally. So it's maybe probably it's probably a day or two later. Yeah. It's, pr- it's probably like. A, Time has passed. It's unclear how much, but it can't be very much. Mm -hmm. So they're packing. Molly's at her house. Hope comes by Mm -hmm. and gives 
Amy her number and mm. Molly's watching through the window. Like Loving creeper. it. <laughs> thrilled. Thrilled for her friend that this is happening, that Amy mentions, you know, she'll be in Botswana and, you know, it when Hope's having her backpacking through the world, she can um, come Swing by. by. <laughs> and Molly's just like... <gasps> Loving it through the window. And we finish up with Molly driving the Volvo to take Amy to the airport. Which I think is the weirdest out of everything that's happened. This is the weirdest part. Why? Where are her parents? What? This this is the most unbelievable yeah. part of it. Your, your 18-year-old daughter's going to go to Botswana for a year and you let her best friend just drive her to the airport? No. It's one of the moments <laughs> that is like... Yeah, no, this is happening because the movie needs it to happen. Yeah, not, not because, because it's realistic, it's realistic at all. Yeah. Like all of the pizza guy interaction is like, no, 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 the movie requires this and so we're just going to – we're going to go bigger than real life. Yeah, no, 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 no. Molly definitely would have gone with the parents. That I, that mm-hmm. I believe. But we have a, a, you know, a touching farewell and they're both yes. a bit misty-eyed and it's a bit sad. And then Abing just like jumps in front of the car as Molly's running away, is driving away and scares the shit out of her. And they decide to have pancakes before she actually gets on her plane. Flies off. Yeah. Yeah. It was lovely. What a lovely movie. It's really sweet. Funny and sweet. And no matter what anyone says about Olivia Wilde currently, <laughs> she's a good director. I had the exact same thing. Really? I lost my virginity in what I thought was a park, but it turned out to be a graveyard, and now the ghost spirits live inside my eggs, waiting to be reborn. It's not at all the same. I always felt like we were similar. She's a good director. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I think that's her no, first it's, there's time. a lot that's, yeah. And I'm looking forward to seeing her next movie, because I think she's probably pretty good at it. There is a lot of rumours that she's not very well liked as a director. Yes, I've heard that. Do you have more gossip to share on that front? No, I've just seen little bits and pieces like that um, are like from blind items and things saying that, yeah. you know, once she um, they started filming, this is for The Policeman, I think it's called, or... Let me I can't remember it up, what it's I called. I can't remember I what it's called I know that either. Harry Styles plays, Harry Styles plays a policeman, Um who's bisexual and is married and having affairs on the side. I think that's basically – but I don't think it's more based on – I don't think he's like the star. I think Florence Pugh's more the star and it's more about her story. But from blind items, it seems like once things started – heating up between her and Harry, she only pretty much directed him and Florence pretty much had to direct everybody else. That's what the blinds are saying. I have seen those blind items too. The upcoming film is called Don't Worry Darling. Don't Worry Darling. Yeah, where Harry is a cop and I really like Florence Pugh. Oh, it's got Gemma Chan in it too. Yeah. Well, see, last night on TikTok I saw something that Olivia Wilde had (gasps) – commented something on um, Gemma Chan's Instagram or something and then it had been deleted and a lot of people were like, oh, Gemma, she's pissed off Gemma too. Gemma's deleted it. But then there were a lot of people chiming in going, yeah, but there was a lot of hate happening towards Olivia after that comment and it was probably been Um, deleted because there was a lot of hate happening. That seems more realistic. It seems more realistic. 
There's also a lot of blind items going around that she's just Harry's beard. And there's like footage. I've seen kind of footage where they're backstage and she's kind of standing there and Harry's gone in to hug the man next to her before her. And I think people are like really reading into things. Or she's his kid. Who knows? I, I mean, love she Harry. Might be. I'm team Harry all the way. Whatever Harry wants to do, I support. So I think people might just be reading too much into it. Mm-hmm. I think people are probably, I don't, I'm just going to make a statement and I'm fine with this if this is wrong. I don't think Harry Styles is gay. I think everyone wants everyone. him to be. I think, I think he might be a, bisexual. I think there's a lot, maybe. He's, there's a lot of blinds about clothes. him. About there's him a lot of blinds needing, about him. Um, that he went and got um, his anus rejuvenated. <laughs> I feel like the stuff that I kind of think, okay, really? <laughs> what the fuck? That's not how it works. <laughs> no, I know. That's why it's kind of like, what That's- the hell? That's not that's not how it works. Uh, yeah, no, it's those kind of blinds where I think like, mm, nah, that that feels like bullshit to me. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. Look, is it a real relationship or not? I don't know. People, you don't know what people are like. Well, I've seen, behind I've closed seen doors. Harry footage of at his concerts of his mum like dancing and babysitting her kids at the concerts, like dancing oh, with them and cute. stuff. So I kind of think. Yeah, that doesn't – you don't – If it's yeah. not a real relationship, then everybody's involved keeping it looking real. Like – Yeah. If it wasn't real, you – yeah, I don't know. It just – that doesn't seem authentic to me to be doing something like that if it was just a for show yeah. relationship. I'm going to come down on the side of being – maybe I'm naive, but I think it, look, it's probably real. Mm. How serious? I don't know. I don't know them. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's not a, not our business. I'm excited to see Florence Pugh in this, though. She's great. Mm. I don't know if I've ever seen her in anything. I want to make us watch Midsummer, but it's very much in the realm of I don't know mm-hmm. how if you'll like it or not. Oh, you can make me watch anything. It doesn't matter okay, if cool. I don't like it. I'm... Pretty sure that doesn't extend to Pacific Room 2, but sure. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. But I watched the first one. <laughs> hey, you did – no, you did watch the first one and thank you. No, I still love Pacific Room. Like, love it. Hmm. Speaking of, what are we going to watch next as your pick? Well, I decided there's a lot of movies on Netflix at the moment and or just out there at the moment that I haven't seen and that I want to see. Mm. Um, And so I thought I would take this opportunity for this week at least to make us watch one that I've been excited to watch but I just haven't had the time to sit down and watch. We're going to watch – I feel like I've said the word watch a lot in the last minute. We're going to watch Don't Look Up. Oh, it's new. Yeah, new. Leo, Jennifer, Jonah – Meryl, Kate Blanchett, (laughs) yeah, just using first names. Ariana Grande's in it for a little bit. That's right. Yeah, so big names. Um, 
I, interesting that you've heard mixed things. I haven't really I have. heard anything other than what I've seen and thought that, yeah, I want to watch it. So okay. we're going to watch that All and right. have fresh eyes on it and see what we think. Oh, I love it when it's a movie I haven't actually seen before. Yeah, me too. So <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Even better oh, when we both haven't forward. seen it. Yeah, that's going to be an experience. Mm-hmm. Okay, everyone. Thanks for All listening right. again. Happy Thanks, 2022. Good luck with it. Yeah, I hope good you're luck. staying well. Stay safe. Stay, stay well. Look after yourselves. Get vaccinated if you mm-hmm. haven't. Get your boosters. Yep. And we'll be with you in a couple of weeks. Don't look up. See ya. Bye. a good sip sound there you go nice um foley never make that noise again that was disgusting what this one really (laughs) that's so gross (laughs) now i know